Hi, welcome to Wellness University. I'm Casey Matthews, your co-host and director of the Coalition for Healthy and Safe Campus Communities. Hello, I'm Nathan Payne, your co-host and director of the Tennessee Collegiate Recovery Initiative. We're going to be bringing you stories, resources, and research to support all your campus prevention and recovery efforts. So join us in a collaborative movement to create healthier and safer campus communities across our great state, Tennessee. Welcome back to Wellness University. This is your host, Casey Matthews, the director of the Coalition for Healthy and Safe Campus Communities. So with the legalization of cannabis products across the country, more and more marijuana derivatives like CBD are popping up in products from vapes and e-cigarettes to wellness products like lotions. The latest cannabis compound to surge in popularity is Delta 8. Christina Clark with KM Clark Consulting is joining us today to help us understand Delta 8 and what we need to know about the related risks and prevention efforts that are taking place across the state. All right, Christina, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us here today. So why don't you actually start uh, by telling us a little bit about KM Consulting and the work that you do for the community. Thank you so much for having me, Casey. Hi, everyone. Yes, this is Christina Clark. Um, I'm with KM Clark Consulting Group. Um, I actually started my career um, working with um, families surviving domestic violence as well as sexual assault and then uh, began the um, executive director of the Coffee County Anti-Drug Coalition in Tennessee and spent 10 years working on that before going off on my own consulting with nonprofits across the United States. And really we work with my consulting firm um, with everyone and we say cradle to grave working on everything from how do you start up a nonprofit all the way through how do we build sustainability and strategic planning. Um, but my heart continues and the work we do majority with those working in the substance use prevention, treatment and recovery field um, because of the background of myself and my other uh, trainers and colleagues that work with us at KM. And so what we're talking about today, the topic of Delta 8 is really near and dear to us and how we can protect our youth and communities. Well, thank you. Yeah, and thank you for the work you do. And also, I would like to just kind of shout out that uh, KM Consulting has done some work for Chasco. So they helped us with our uh, develop our annual report last year, and they've helped us develop some data briefs for our community. So we are grateful for the work that you do and the support you've given to us, for sure. Um, and so I want to thank you again for joining us today. And we're here today to talk about uh, Delta 8, like you said. And so there's been so much kind of buzz in the media with stories about Delta 8 and kind of some confusion about what it is and whether it's legal. So why don't we just start by asking that kind of that start with that question of like, what is Delta 8 and why is it so popular? Why are we hearing so much? I know we've done some crazy things with, with marijuana and hemp the last few years in the United States. And I think what um, we've really done is compartmentalize it, right? Take it apart in all these little pieces. And that's where Delta 8 comes in. It's, it is part of the hemp plant and it can be legally grown in most states at this time in the United States. And it really is uh, through a synthesis that Delta-8 is extracted from the hemp plant. And, and one of the important things to note is Delta-8 does contain THC, um, the, the psychoactive ingredient that is in um, marijuana. And it is a molecule within that plant. It is part of cannabis. And I think we take it out and call it something else and it makes us feel um, like maybe it's safer or something we can um, easily get. And because it is something we can easily get, it's safer. But at the end of the day, it is marijuana. It's part of um, the hemp plants, and it's just a different molecule within it with a lower level of that uh, psychoactive ingredient. Thank you. Yeah, that's really helpful. And I know you shared a, a video 
uh, with me through the slides that you shared. And I'm gonna share that the link to that video in the in the show notes, because I think it kind of helps even further break down that difference, you know, kind of what Delta is and that difference between Delta eight and marijuana. And so mm -hmm. then, you know, the big question then is, you know, is it is it legal, you know, and and also, I, I would say, is it legal? And I also think it would be helpful to kind of hear, we talked beforehand about how, you know, kind of how you noticed Delta 8 here in our state of Tennessee. So, um, so I think, you know, maybe start with that and we could kind of talk about whether it's legal and, and, and what all of that looks like. Absolutely. Uh, one of the best parts of my job is getting to train coalitions all across the United States. And I was actually working with a group out of Ohio speaking to their coalition about marijuana legislation and advocacy. And I got um, in the middle of the training, someone be like, oh, Tennessee legalized marijuana. Um, how is that going for you guys? And I was like, so we haven't. And so why do you think we have? And it was a very like a, someone who's an expert in the field was a little off-putting because I'm like, why do you think we legalized marijuana? And she immediately sent me via text a ton of clips of what looks like this marijuana dispensary, which you would see in the legalized state on the streets of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And it would look like quote unquote marijuana pharmacy with all the lights and the jars full of um, buds of, of marijuana. And I was like, this is very interesting. And I immediately texted our CEO of the Prevention Alliance Tennessee. And I'm like, what's happening here? And she's like, yeah, marijuana isn't legal. And it took us, you know, five seconds of digging to realize that it was Delta eight um, and not um, marijuana or what we you know call Delta nine is our quote unquote, what I say, normal marijuana, the commonplace marijuana you've heard of. And that it is legal, Delta 8 is legal in, in Tennessee due to the 2018 Farm Bill um, that's a federal law. And basically Tennessee has not put in their own mandate after that federal law. So because of that, it is legal to grow and sell um, Delta 8. And can you talk a little bit about with the Farm Bill, um, can, you, can you talk a little bit more about kind of the THC levels and kind of what that actually says um, in Absolutely. terms, yeah. So the 2018 Farm Bill legalized hemp production. That's what made it legal to grow um, hemp in Tennessee. And you have to keep it at a 0.3% THC, that psychoactive ingredient limit in order for it to be legal. This is where there's kind of like, and, and it's funny, if you watch the video link that, that Casey is talking about, that as preventionists, I call it a loophole. Um, they call it strategic gray area if you're a business. <laughs> um, where Delta 8 falls in. Yes, quote unquote Delta 8 is legal if it is derived directly from the hemp plant. The problem is the majority of Delta 8 that's being sold on the market is being synthesized from things like CBD or other, other areas. And so it's not coming directly from the hemp plant. And because of that, technically it's not legal, but it is a gray area because you can't tell by looking at it on the shelves, right? And so if they're saying it's Delta 8 and that came from the hemp plant, you're taking it out of its word because we're not federally regulating it in any way to make sure what we're saying it is, it is. And so that's where I call it a loophole. That's why we're seeing the sales of it like crazy, but they call it strategic gray area. The idea that it is Delta eight. So technically it's legal, but if it is being synthesized, like the majority of them are um, to get a level that would make you feel anything in Delta eight, it's probably being synthesized through um, CBD in order to do that, which isn't legal then. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to have like less than a 0.3% of THC, right? And 
And and the the issue you you mentioned it a little bit there too, but I think just kind of really digging into the fact that we there's not enough research being done and hasn't been done on 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 the I'm sorry not the research the not enough regulation for us to actually know what's in the products that we're being sold at this point. And so um, we're, let's talk about we'll talk about that more here in just a second. Okay. So so um, so we're going to hold on to that. But so so when we start talking about seeing Delta eight showing up, we know that it's it's not currently banned in Tennessee. We you know, it is legal here. Um, so we may start to see it or you may already be seeing it showing up in your communities or in the kind of communities that are adjacent to your campus. Um, and so how you know how is it popping up is it is it easy to find is it easy to access like what have you been seeing yeah it is very easy to access and it is everywhere and because it is so strongly linked to cbd we are seeing it everywhere from yes where you typically would buy tobacco and and marijuana paraphernalia products like in your local tobacco stores or maybe mini marts and things like that of course we're seeing it there but we're also seeing it all the way to health spas where you get your massages or floats or whatever else you're doing health-wise, we see it being sold in places like that, as well as full-on pharmacies being dedicated to it. I use the term pharmacy loosely in quotations. Um, so it, it is being, it's very widespread and where you can find it. And I think what's even more difficult is just like what we saw with vapes um, and the flavoring and things, we're seeing the exact same things with Delta 8, where they're saying like, yes, they're not going to sell it to kids, but I'm a grown woman. I'm not going to go get a lollipop. You know what I mean? And gummy. Right. And, and, and the flavorings of tobacco they have, or the idea that they're even putting it in packaging that resembles that of Cheetos and Fruit Loops. So they're being very strategic of how they're marketing, just like we saw big tobacco market to our children. That's exactly what's happening again with Delta 8. Yeah, so we're seeing all these different ways and packaging. And then, so we're seeing these these shops pop up, but you mentioned that we can also purchase it online as well, right? Yep, um, you can easily find. And one of the things that's been difficult as we've been researching this in Tennessee and also across the United States, we've been working closely with Wisconsin and the work they're doing um, is that it's so easy to get. And that most of the time when you're researching it, it's all coming from groups that are either selling it or distributing it or our pro um, marijuana legalization lobbyists. And so it's very hard to get good information that is well-researched on the topic because it's being very skewed by marketing right now. Yeah, so that that is actually a really good point because you know you hear you hear people say, oh, well, it's 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 marijuana, what do they call it? Marijuana light or light. Uh, yeah. Light. Yeah, weed light. So, so, so if that is what, you know, kind of how it's being framed, then, then what are the risks? Like, what are the risks that people need to know and understand about Delta 8? Yeah, the first thing I want to say about that is, yes, weed light is what they're calling it. And I, and I think what's funny is we were looking through all the different articles um, from different news stations across the country. It continues to be called that by distributors. And we knew immediately, Alex, one of my colleagues and I, that that was purposeful. That's a marketing technique that they've decided to call it weed like, just like we call a Budweiser and Bud Light, right? So mm -hmm. they know what they're doing and doing that is trying to make it seem safer. And what we do know is that they don't know that. And we can't, because marijuana is federally still illegal, we can't have studies of knowing the real effects of it. And the same thing with Delta 8. We really don't know at the end of the day what eating gummies or sucking on lollipops is doing to our digestional tract or to even how it's affecting our brains. What we do know is the THC that's in Delta 8 is the exact same THC that's in Delta 9 or quote unquote, or normal street marijuana. It binds the same receptors. And so the same effects that we would see um, from using marijuana are what you're gonna see from Delta 8 in terms of 
reduced drive, if you're having any issues um, with um, cognition and driving, all of those things you're going to see from using Delta-8. And we haven't been able to research any of this, Delta-8 or Delta-9 enough, because it isn't legalized across the board. So we're not going to obviously put people at risk the way we have been able to research tobacco and marijuana over the years. So we know, though, that smoking is going to lead to the same things we've seen with smoking um, nicotine over the years. You know, vaping, if you're vaping it, it's going to have those same effects we know affecting your lung and cilia. It, we know we're going to have impacts. We just haven't been able to study it enough. And it's just not regulated as you brought up earlier. So you don't even know what you're getting um, within these products. And so you could be thinking you're just getting a little amount of THC and actually be getting much more. You could be thinking you're getting a really clean product and getting one that's synthesized and sprayed with a lot of synthetic materials. You really don't know what you're putting in your body. Yeah, so it's just kind of that, yeah, just completely unknown. Um, and so with that then, so what are the kinds of things that we, especially those of us who are doing prevention work uh, in our communities and on our campuses, what are the kinds of actions that we can be taking to help keep our community safe? Well, the, the first thing is really keeping your eyes out for what's out there, because we need to be the voice that goes against what we're seeing in the marketing, especially to our young people at the end of the day. I think we can all agree that we don't want this in the hands of our young people. Um, and so when you're going into stores, looking and seeing like, do they have things at eye level that would be the eye level of kids? You see things that are being marketed like your Cheetos and your Fruit Loops, but ha have are really Delta 8. Those are all important things that we need to know about so we can track how it's impacting our communities and youth. Because we can all agree at a base level we don't need to be doing things like that the other part is there is that loophole and gray area where an age uh, has not been defined for purchasing delta 8 which is really concerning and like we do with tobacco and alcohol we need to mandate an age right now it's being left in the hands of retailers and some of them are saying they're only selling to 21 but we need to make sure we have some type of state regulation that says what the age is and how it's going to be regulated to ensure it doesn't get in the hands of, of our young people and then also we just need to fight for regulation so we can know what's in our products. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually did not know that there was no age limit. You know, we were talking before beforehand and you 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 let me know about that. And I that would that was that was eye-opening. And so I think we're actually in session right now. And so folks can actually um, is there did you tell me that there's actually legislation that is currently in place or that is been that has been proposed to make that change uh, around the age requirement? There's advocacy being done by the Prevention of Alliance of Tennessee to, to rally around our, our, our senators to get us to that point. Um, right now, it's really educating them because I think just like you, a lot of people just assumed it was falling under tobacco and marijuana and not realizing that we needed to make a statement about this and we can't just leave it in the hands of retailers and distributors. And so I, I'm hoping to see this year that we will have a bill come up and that it will be voted on because like you said, I I would hope that we wouldn't have pushback on that when we have it for Tobacco 21. Sure, absolutely. And if somebody wanted to find out more information about, about that part in particular, where could they go to find out more about that? If you go to tncoalition.org, that's the Prevention Alliance of Tennessee's website. And so that's our coalition of coalitions who are working on advocacy issues across the state of Tennessee, one of which this year we took on is Delta 8 as well as there's a lot of other issues that they take on. So if you're anything that is prevention related for substance use, it's a great resource and you can find out your local community coalition in your county. Um, but particularly they should have all of their advocacy items up on the website on the topic of Delta 8 and that's tncoalitions.org. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you for that. And I, I will definitely share that 
with the with the show notes as well. So it sounds like if folks want to know more and they want to actually get involved with that advocacy, um, they can they can go to that co uh, to that website and they can also, like you mentioned, find their local community coalition partners who may be already doing this work and be able to kind of connect with them on um, on on the work that they're doing. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and so. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think this is just a really important uh, information and it's a great learning opportunity for us. So I appreciate you being here with us today. Is there anything else that, um, you know, that you feel like we we haven't talked about or that you might want to bring up or mention about this or that, that folks should know? Is there anything that we've missed? I don't think so. I just reiterating the idea that as you're looking at new products that come, especially something like Delta 8, remember that it isn't being regulated. And even though it might look like something that fell right off the tree, like a marijuana bud, that's not what will get you high. They're spraying it with something to do that, to get it to the place where you're going to feel some type of effect and knowing what you put in your body and taking control of that's really important. And so um, making sure that you're advocating for yourself and for your community and getting involved is going to be really important to making sure we can protect family and children um, as we move forward with seeing all the things that come up when it comes to substance use. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. We appreciate you. We appreciate the work you're doing and we appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks everyone for listening. And thank you again to Christina Clark and KM Clark Consulting for the work they're doing to educate and support prevention efforts across the state. Along with the recording, I'll share the websites and resources that were mentioned throughout the podcast. Remember, you can always reach out to us and let us know any ideas that you have for topics you'd like us to cover. Just message us on social media. We'd really love to hear from you. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. We'll be back soon to share more information and ideas for you and your campus community. Mm -hmm.